us three. It's just us three folks this time it's around. Just us amigos. Right on. Ooh, I'm Martin Short. No one wants to be Chevy Chase ever. No, I mean, I, I like Chevy Chase is really funny, but he's also a giant dick bag. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, a video game podcast. Who'd have thunk it? That's what we do. Tomorrow's the twenty fifth. Twenty fifth, May twenty fifth, two thousand and seventeen, and you're listening to Talking Games podcast. I'm Bobby Sherrill. I'm here with Justin Townsend. That was an opening. And Matt Wood. It's the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. Time to Star Wars. Uh, start the clock. Milliseconds. Milliseconds in. Time to Star yep. Wars. Yep. The Wood family. Time to Star Wars is always very short. <laughs> it's, 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 it's unhealthy. Yeah, it's a lot of Star Wars. Um, oh, yeah. Vanity Fair published some pictures today, right? Like some, uh, mm-hmm. some photos. One of uh, Mark Hamill and... Uh, Carrie Fisher, which has been making the rounds quite a bit. That was yeah. uh, those are nice photos. They are very nice photos. Uh, Star Laura Wars. Dern. It's a game. Yeah, Laura Dern, Benicio del Toro. What's what's the deal with them? And very excited about anything Laura Dern. Yeah, it's cool. Laura Dern is also also in this current season of The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, oh. which is interesting. and Twin Peaks. That's true. That's true. Yeah, she's a very she's good over. fit for Twin Peaks. Like it. Yeah, it I mean, she's sense. been in a lot of Lynch Lynch stuff. That's so. true. That's very true. It's about time. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's been twenty what how long? Twenty five years since yeah. the last episode of Twin Peaks. So twenty six technically. Twenty six. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've never seen Twin Peaks. Me either. Though it seems um, like the kind of thing that I would like. My wife loves it. My approach: I never push Twin Peaks on anybody because it's it's one of those things that. You like it or you don't like it, and it's I. I say if you want to try it, try it out. But you know, I'm go for it. Thank you for the very <laughs> enthusiastic. Yeah, the very like, oh, man, it's it, cool, it's, man, it's cool. If you if you well, want to watch it, 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 go ahead and watch it. If you don't, just, like, it's, it's okay. It's very jarring, and that's that's the thing. It's just I don't I don't you know some people just love it. Some people just think it's nonsense and. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those things that when you, you meet someone that else, someone else that likes it, you're like, oh, great, awesome. But if you meet someone that's like, oh, I hate that show, I I, I get it. But mm. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've taken to with my wife especially that when I really want her to watch something, I'm as like withdrawn about it as possible. I'm like, yeah, you might, uh, yeah, you might like it, right? Because I know that's yeah. the way to get her to watch it. Because if I'm like, oh my god, this was the best thing. I loved it so much. You need to watch it. It's automatically exactly. never going to happen. <laughs> don't want to oversell it. No, don't want to oversell it. Because then she feels like a pressure to, you know, to enjoy it. <laughs> so, and plus, you know, I think everyone has that little bit of like, yeah, you're overselling it. Like feeling to them when people go really hard on something like that. So mm-hmm. I've learned to back off of that. I have to like, I have to like stealthily get her to watch things. Marriage is weird. Marriage is weird. It's very weird. Um, yeah. So <laughs> video games. We have... Uh, this is our <laughs> deep dive week on, on games. Um, where this is a week where we kind of forego the n- usual segment structure that we have, and we just sort of go full bore into the games that we've been playing and talk for longer about them. Um, this week also happens to be the week where Destiny 2 has been revealed since between the podcasts, where we had like a, oh, predictions show hours before it happened, and we're wrong about... Almost all of it. Almost all of it. Um... 
But the, the, we have concrete news now. We're definitely going to talk a little bit about that since that's of general interest. Uh, by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, I'd really like that the TV, the install screen for the PlayStation is creating this cool like blue backlight yes. for us. It looks like we're lighting the back of our set a, a little bit here. I have to do that more often. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good... Uh, Too bad it's over in one second. Yeah. Yep, there it goes. There it goes. Um, a good, uh, a good uh, hack for everybody. Oh, is that, is that uh, music going to start playing? Your crazy theme music? No. Maybe. Actually, I need to get up. Until Dawn is starting. <laughs> we are installing Until Dawn because we are starting our next series of Monster Closet uh, tonight. We finished Resident Evil 7 uh, last week. Um, the final part of that is going to go up uh, Friday. So you'll see the end of that if you didn't watch it live. Um, but we're starting Until Dawn, which, are, which I am very excited about. I don't, I don't think Justin's particularly excited about it. but um, that, was, that was a really good game. Yeah, it is a really good game. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a very, very good game. Yeah. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to ask, actually, before this is kind of on point because of what just happened, uh, we finished Resident Evil 7. We did. Uh, last week. Uh, and a bit of a marathon session there. Yeah, it was like two and a half hours we played for. It was one of our longer sessions. Uh, we had a lot of people watching uh, on Twitch. More people than we expected, for sure. More. We definitely... The, the, it's funny, because the purpose of the live stuff is really as like a, a backup, just in case something goes horribly wrong with the local recording. And we're like, oh, we'll just put it up there. Uh, we're not going to promote it too much. People watch, they watch. But last week, we had like 10 people at one point watching at some, the same time. Uh, Which isn't like a huge number for streaming at all, but it is huge for... For us, it for is. For us, or for me. Like, yeah. I felt the pressure a bit. 10 concurrent viewers is most people don't get 10 concurrent viewers per thing. Like that's a pretty good thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was cool though. It was cool. We had interaction from the chat, which was really, really nice. Um, we're streaming again tonight. If, uh, again, this will be late for people who are actually listening to the podcast, but, and we're going to try out a new show as well. Um, called modified. Yep. Do you have Hitman installed right now? I do. Okay. I do. Cool. Uh, we're going to do some Hitman. But uh, why don't you tell us what you thought of Resident Evil 7? Now, we've been kind of saving it until you're done with it. And you wanted your thoughts on, on the, the recording, but <sighs> dive in here. Um, I enjoyed it overall. Uh, I think it is, uh, it is a very good game for three quarters uh, of your time spent playing it. And then the last corner, uh, quarter of it really goes off the rails a little bit. Uh, I really enjoyed the, you know, quote unquote Metroidvania <laughs> aspect of the game a lot. I I liked being in the house. I I liked the um, that enclosed feeling of being mm -hmm. in the house and it being a horror game um, that does something a little bit different. Um, I enjoyed some of the boss fights and hated others yeah. with a passion. Yes, I I think your first boss fight against Jack is really cool. Mm -hmm. Like. The one in the garage? The one in the garage, yeah, I yeah. think, is a fantastic... Like, it could be, like, moment... Like, if we do moments of the year, that will probably be on my list because it is such a weird boss fight. Like, at one point, you're fighting a Camaro yeah. for the most part. <laughs> and it's, like, it's, it gives you that sense of, like, claustropho uh, claustrophobia where yeah. it's, like, okay, this car is spinning around in the garage and it's not a big place it's going to hit me. And that, like, made me panic a bit and do things that I, I shouldn't have done. Uh, so I, I thought all that was really good. Without spoilers or anything, I think the ending goes a little bit too action-heavy. You mean, uh, like, from 
Whoa. I'll say the last. I don't want to spoil anything either. That's why I'm making weird, in- unintelligible noises. Um, once you start picking up items that you don't see at all. Okay. Uh, so basically else what game, we played that last day, week? Yeah. Okay. Um, pretty much. Like the last real big chapter of the game. I mean, to be fair, you... I will say that you do get a lot of, a lot of weapons and stuff. And I think that when you... Uh, there was two distinct parts of what we did last week um there's a very clear dividing line right between like the first part and the second part true uh i think that second part i totally agree with you which is kind of lead up to the very end of the game because you not only have all the items that you've spent the whole game building up but you get this all these new items that you collected in the last hour of the game i feel like the the section of that game where those items first appear it's not you're not too overpowered because you were definitely having moments where you were yeah. in trouble, for sure. Yeah. But but I think it was a much more open thing. Yeah. Um, I, I liked not being able to get into certain doors. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that part, I, the part where you're on the ship yeah. is fine. Like, yeah. that part was fine. It, it's the little bit after that. Yeah, I got you. For uh, sure. The last, like, two major boss battles I thought were just, one was garbage, and the other one was crazy garbage. It, the uh, things, the, the boss battles before that were good. Yeah, the... <sighs> There's a big battle with like a big monster with a lot of eyes that very much, uh, I would say, annoyed Justin. Just a bit. <laughs> and if you watch the video, it's there's some yelling that happen that happens on that video. Some choice words. Uh, yes, uh, I think he calls it a stupid fucking game. <laughs> multiple <laughs> times. Multiple times. Each in in ascending volume. <laughs> um, uh, that boss fight. Uh, that boss fight didn't bother me too much. I think the very last boss fight, it's just, it feels like it's there because they feel like they have to have a boss fight at the end. Yeah, it, it doesn't fit in with the rest of the game. You know, um, because it's basically just a bullet dump. You're just like dumping bullets into this monster and that's it. There's no strategy to it. You're just, it's just how many bullets can you dump straight into this monster's head uh, for as long as possible. And that's really it. Um, and I mean, the game is at its best, right? When you're talking about when, when, you're doing the things that Resident Evil has always done, and we talked about this, Matt, when you were back when the game first came out, is that when you're puzzle solving and when you're trying to figure out, like, I got, okay, I got to find these items to open this door or figure out where this key is or figure out, oh, how do I, what item I'd use to do this shadow puzzle to get into this place, that's when the game's at its best because that's when the game is is returning to sort of its adventure game roots in a lot of way that I think yeah. a lot of Resident Evil, it's always my favorite part of Resident Evil is like that weird sort of puzzle game aspect of it where even like, look, it's annoying when you're like, um, when you try to pick something up and your inventory is full for sure. Um, but there's a, the inventory management I feel like is even part of that where you're like, okay, what should I carry now to do this and do that? Uh, I really enjoy that part of the game. And the part where you're fighting bosses is, is always, to me, in every Resident Evil game, the least interesting part. Yeah. I say, like, those first, especially the first two against Jack, mm-hmm. are upset, like, terrifying mm-hmm. in a different way. Not yeah. like you're, what you're experiencing is, like, visual horror, but it is just this feeling of, like, I am powerless and I need to, like, I don't know how to, I don't know how I'm going to survive this. Yeah. Um, and then the, the boss battles from there just get worse and worse and worse <laughs> uh but overall i enjoyed it yeah. um i was sad when it was over um i've had that song stuck in my head <laughs> the ending credit song the ending credit song <laughs> i might have listened to a few different times throughout the week <laughs> uh but whatever resident evil 8 is we will play it for monster closet yeah it was it's i'm excited to see where that is and i'm excited to see when um 
Not a Hero comes out, the DLC, sure. uh, because uh, I've liked the DLC up until now. So, uh, and that's supposed to be a pretty big story-based thing. The cool thing about the deal, I'll say the the DLC that they put out so far is a mix, right? There's like a they have a couple of sort of like survival mode things in it. One of which is sort of like a um, uh, horde mode type of put up traps and kill like waves of enemies as, as they come, which is all combat, which you can imagine is not the most fun part. It's of, not the best part of that game of, at all. Of doing that. It's an interesting mode and there's some cool stuff you can do, but overall it's just a lot of shooting and stuff like that, which is not so great. They do have one where it's like uh, a mode you can play where it's like you hit, hit once and you die type of thing which again is very frustrating but if you enjoy the challenge of the game that's something you can do the ones i've liked there have been a couple like really puzzle focused ones that have been very cool and there's one prequel one where you see um the origins of how what happens to the baker family oh cool you play from the perspective of zoe uh which is which is kind of cool it's a very short so that's that's the only shitty thing about it the the best one is the one i told you about which is like an escape room thing where you're playing as a character who's stuck and kind of tied up to this bed and you're type in Marguerite's room and you have to try to get out of that room. Um, and she comes in periodically and if you've moved stuff around and haven't put it back, she like freaks out and like beats you. So, fun. Yeah, very fun. Um, but yeah, we finished Resident Evil 7, so that's that's pretty cool. We beat a video game together. Yeah, we did. We did. Well, you beat it. I just you watched. made weird voices as, oh, yeah, as you right. walked through. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's cool that we finished that 2017 game to cross off your list too, which is yep. nice. We, 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 we crossed two paths. We got you to, we got a game you need to go off your list and we created content. So worked out. We should do that more often. I know. We're not doing that this time though. Damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, very cool. Resident Evil 7. Uh, Matt, on our Discord chat, you had said, uh, I've been playing a remake of uh, an NES game. Is that what it was? Uh, Famicom. Famicom. It never came yeah. out in America. Yeah. Gotcha. It's, uh, it's Fire Emblem. Some name behind the Fire Emblem. I'd, I'd <laughs> sort of Valencia. You had one game, Matt, and you couldn't even remember the name of that one game? <sighs> you know, it's nonsense words. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, it's it's the new uh, remake. And to say it's just a straight remake of a Famicom game is being generous. I mean, it, it's the same story, but of course it's been overhauled completely. I assume if it, if it is a direct remake of a Famicom game, it was the most ambitious Famicom <laughs> game ever made. What is it out for, uh, by the way? What is it out for? Uh, 3DS. 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 Okay, Matt, it Our, is, I guess it is fire emblem two. echoes shadows of Valencia. Valencia. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know how no, you couldn't, got... how you didn't remember that. Right, exactly. Um, for the new 3DS XL uh, Lite. No, I, but uh, no, it's, it's the new uh, release in the Fire Emblem, which I, 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 I'm, I'm, I like Fire Emblem a whole lot. And it was one of those things that I was kind of apprehensive towards for a long time, just because I thought that wouldn't be in my, wild, uh, my wheelhouse. Uh, it had a very anime vibe. And, I'm, I, and those that are familiar with my wife, Mara... Might, this might be a surprise, but I don't like anime or manga really all that much, even though there's a whole bunch of it in my house. Um, but no, I tried to, uh, I tried it out, and it's it's a ton of fun. It's a it's a it's a strategy game. Uh, it, it's a lot of patience, but just like every other Fire Emblem game, once a character in your party dies, that's it. Hmm. Unless you quickly reset the 
system and uh, right. try again. Unless you save sure they survive. Yeah. Exactly. Which, uh, you know, hey, <laughs> I, uh, I've done a couple of times. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun, but man, it takes no, no hyperbole here. An hour of cutscenes and dialogue before you can do really anything. Uh, so it takes a while before you can really start actually playing the game. And I'm not even talking like, oh, I have to do this mini game or tutorial or anything like that. It's literally just characters talking about who cares, who cares, who cares, <laughs> so on and so forth. And I, there was a story there, but it's it's really paper thin. Mm. Um, so you're not into the Fire Emblem it, stories or the other stories in other games? Good. Uh, no, I, I liked I liked uh, uh, not Fates and Echoes, uh, Fire Emblem Awakening, mm. uh, the one that came out on the 3DS years and years and years ago. Yeah, the first um, one for the 3DS. I, yeah, I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Uh, granted, it was my first Fire Emblem, which, you know, might be a contributing factor. But, you know, it, this one's uh, about two kids that grew up together. They're separated. Um, and fate's kind of bringing them together. And it's just, it's pretty run-of-the-mill. But then again, at the same time, that story was written for a video game in like 87, 88, you know, right. so it's, 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 it's forgivable, but you know, it's a lot of really bland voice acting and you just, you're just kind of pressing a, you know, until everybody just shuts up and lets you fight. Um, but, uh, but no, I've, I've been enjoying it. There's some interesting, uh, dungeon, uh, exploring, uh, aspects to it, which is not in any Fire Emblem game I've really played before. Uh, so that's a, that's a pretty fun aspect. Have you all ever played any of the uh, Fire Emblem games? Negative. I played uh, Awakening. Mm-hmm. I played a good amount of Awakening, probably like 10 or yeah. 15 hours of it. Um, it. That was my first Fire Emblem game. It always been a series that I'd always heard of, um, had played a lot of the characters in Smash Brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, the new Smash Brothers is basically Super Smash Brothers Fire, Fire Emblem because every character right, is, exactly. is a Fire Emblem character. But, uh, yeah. uh, and I played uh, a little bit of that phone game that, that came out this year. As well, yeah, um, which I enjoyed. Yeah. I, I like it. Uh, I like it. I like turn-based strategy stuff, um, and I think with Awakening, they really hit a nice sweet spot with allowing more casual play of it. Because I think that was always kind of the scary yeah. thing about the game was like the, and I, I think I, I think obviously now a lot of that has been relaxed because. Um, we've seen a lot of games come out in the last couple of years. They're like, if you die, that character's dead and you have to start over or blah, blah, right. whatever. That's like a feature set now in a lot of games. Yeah. But back then I was, I was just a little nervous about it, but I liked it a lot. I mean, I think that, um, you know, my, I really like turn-based strategy games. My only thing is that sometimes I feel like the strategy is often out of my hands at, at certain moments. Like, yeah. You know, like I just don't understand the, the high level enough. I think to really be great at them, um, and, and so sometimes I feel like, well, I can only move five spaces with this one character, and and then this computer controlled enemy is gonna hit me with some <laughs> attack that's gonna like hit all of my people and knock three of them out, and then like, what yeah. strategy can I possibly have to combat that? You know, so yeah, it is. There's a lot of just let it let it roll and hope for the best, and that's that's kind of yeah that, I, that it's not a very interactive thing. 
um, it, you, to an extent, you just kind of feel like you're moving pieces on the on on the board and hoping for the best. You know, uh, you just you you can't defend yourself. So, you know, it's I get it. It feels like a lot of it's out of your hands, and uh, that's kind of one of my big issues with it too. Uh, but one of the things I, I do love about Fire Emblem, it does make you care about these characters, especially because they're constantly trying to hook up with each other. Yes, that's what um, I really liked about Awakening. I liked that a lot. Like I'm gonna yeah. put these two characters next to each other on the board, and like every time they have a turn, yeah. little hearts are gonna come out of their head because they're they're getting more of a relationship. I liked that. Yeah, and I uh, I like currently right now I have these two guys that are. Uh, you know, they're, 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 they're kind of flirting with each other and I'm, I'm all about making that happen, but one of them is like really moody and I'm like, nah, this guy can do better than that. And I'm, <laughs> I'm worried that I'm worried that they're going to end up loving each other. And, uh, I, I, I can't have that. I might, I might send someone to the front lines. Matt, that seems a little harsh. Yeah. You know what? He, uh, he could smile every once in a while and, <laughs> uh, oh, just, you put a little happiness in the world and the world will, you know. Return the sadistic. favor. He is sadistic. Yeah. He's oh, a, hey. It's a little bit of eugenics, too. You're trying to make sure you can perfectly <laughs> craft your, your world with who, nice. deciding who gets to be with who. Hey, you know, if uh, if I got to play God, I'll play God. Mm-hmm. Be happy or die. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what was it? Massive Chalice that came out a couple of years ago. Um, another turn-based <laughs> strategy game. It was, that was a big, a big part of that game was like um, you would have warriors, and as they get older, you would like retire them and, and like marry them off. And you would want to try to like, they'd have traits, both negative and positive, And you'd want to try to breed the negative traits out of, of, of like your warriors and stuff like that. Um, and, and so you would like retire. You said so you, you, it was this weird push and pull because you wouldn't want to retire um, really good warriors early to, to like send them off to the breeding farm or whatever. But you, the bad warriors, you wouldn't want to retire and marry off because you would spread their kind of bad genes throughout the thing. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like the, uh, like the, not you had any control over it, but you know, in rogue legacy, how you'd have like ancestors yeah, 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 who had like, there was a, that similar thing. Cause I mean, you were kind of in control of, cause then when they would have babies or whatever, they would grow up and they would be your next soldiers and you would recruit them into your army. Video games are weird. Video games are very weird. Yeah. They teach you some yeah. very bad habits. I think my question to you, Matt, is do you think, no, I think if this had been five years ago or six years ago, a remake of a Famicom Fire Emblem game mm. that never came out in America would have set like the Fire Emblem base into a happy frenzy because they would be like, oh my God, they're finally putting these games out here and, and, and stuff like that. But now we've gotten a lot of Fire Emblem in the last couple of years. Yeah. A lot of fire, enough new Fire Emblem and a lot of really good Fire Emblem. And matter of fact, the last time I put a Fire Emblem game out, they put out three games in in one yeah. in one package, um, do you think that there's a little bit of Fire Emblem fatigue with with this one? Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't feel like their hearts in it. Uh, they're doing weird things with the uh, with the season pass, the DLC, making it more expensive than the game itself. Uh, you know, Nintendo will every once in a while, uh, just like any other company, just drive it into the ground. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, it used to be nice. Uh, I assume for most Fire Emblem fans, like I said, I wasn't at one until Awakening came out. Uh, but you know, uh, by the time say Smash Melee came out, they finally put one on like, uh, the Game Boy and they put one on uh, Game Boy Advance. They put one on GameCube. Uh, you know, they would trinkle out, but now, uh, yeah, we got Awakening, then we got Echoes and Fates, and then the other one that came with Echoes and Fates, and then we got uh 18 characters in smash brothers we have this one we have the phone game uh there's one of those hyrule warriors games 
uh, Fire Emblem Warriors coming out. It just seems like, you know, pump the brakes a little bit, maybe. And the thing is, too, Nintendo has another franchise that's strategy. They have Advance Wars, and they're... We haven't seen another Advance Wars since the original DS. We're it's never, never going to happen. No, it's never going to happen. Well, because Intelligent no. Systems, all they have, they, they have to put out so many Fire Emblem games, they don't have time to make an Advance yeah. Wars game. No. No, and, and, why, and why try it? Those games never really caught fire, and Fire Emblem did. So Nintendo's never going to, you know, you know try that gamble, especially if, you know, uh, name one Advance Wars character. I've played two of the games and I can't. So, but I mean, if they push it the way they push Fire Emblem, it would get that. Yeah, thing. yeah. Put a character in Smash Bros. or something. Yeah, exactly. Not just like a assist trophy that tank seems... or whatever. The yeah, exactly. The... Marth. There's a sticker. Marth is from Roy. Fire Emblem. Roy. Yes, is a Fire Emblem character. Yeah. That's it. That's see, see really. You can do. That's literally it. You didn't play a lot of the new ah. Smash Brothers, then, did you? I don't pay attention to their There's names. So many. I don't pay attention to their names. Why do I need to know? You know how long it took me to remember Marth and Roy. <laughs> Lucina, Lucina, right? That was Lucina, one of them. Yeah. That was one of them. Robin. Robin. I really like playing as Robin. He has the or he or she yeah. has like all the yeah. magic, the magic book that does all that stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Here's a, here's a, you bring up Robin. Um, whenever you play a game, or you can pick the gender of the character. Which one do you go with? I usually go with girl. I, I used to. I used to do. Uh, I used to just make me. Yeah. Now, for the last couple mm-hmm. of years, I make Ange. And then every now and again, I'll make an adult child. I'll make one of my children <laughs> as an adult. But po- oh yeah, po- but those poor so children fight. have the- so much despair and heartache. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I usually do a female character. I usually, I've taken to trying to, like, I usually make characters who are the farthest away from looking like me possible. Because I'm like, oh, whatever. I can't, how many ball guys with glasses can I make? <laughs> I usually try and make it yeah. a lot. Yeah, I did that in Fall of Fortnite to make Karen. And like the faces in Bethesda games do not are not kind. No. No. <laughs> so I just put a lot of sunglasses and stuff on her so that you can see like the eye area because it was really weird looking. Um, yeah, uh, and I usually <laughs> when it's not like a game where I have to read the name a lot or like it's not a serious game that you get to choose the name of your character, I will often will I'll do this weird combination of Karen and I's name. It'd be Cabby is usually what it is. Um, or B- Baron is the other one. Adorable. Yeah. Very uh, adorable. Yeah. Uh, that, I'll, that I'll do. Unless it's like, like I can't do it if it's something that's going to be in text for like every single cutscene or something like that. Prey lets you choose uh, the main two characters like a brother and a sister and lets mm-hmm. you choose which one you want to play as. Yeah, yeah. So I chose Morgan. Mm-hmm. She's a girl. I think you're Morgan no matter what. What? I think you could play as Alex. No. I think really? it, I think it's Morgan and Morgan. I think no matter what, Alex is your brother. Oh, I think. Okay, that makes sense to me now. Yeah, because I was wondering because Alex is a rather large individual. Yeah, yes. Because if you and look, so at I the... was like, is she gonna be large if I'm if they swap this? Okay, so you always play as Morgan, yes. the brother. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, because if you look at the character portraits, they're different than the one that you see as Alex. Okay. I I only played the demo, but I know this. That's the truth. Um. I think anytime you can customize a character. I anytime it's available, I want to eye patch on whatever character I have. Yeah, eye patch is good. I, I use it. I do like the face scar I mean, a lot of the times. I want someone to, I want someone to break something down to explain what that says about me. I always want to be a woman with an eye patch, and uh, I don't know. 
You were born about think, 200 years too late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And incorrectly? Yeah. And incorrectly, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I like, uh, yeah, I always do like the face scar, the one that's like above the eye and below the eye, you know, the John Locke scar. Kylo Ren? <laughs> Kylo Renish, yes, as well. Ooh, yes. I do that yeah. kind of scar always. Man or woman, it doesn't he's, matter. He's got a new scar and it's pretty sweet. We saw the photos. We went back right? to Star Wars. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so so sorry. I heard. I, I heard. Mac go. Mm, Star yeah. Wars. Kylo Ren. It's like even Kylo Ren. I can talk about him. Sure. I'm not even that big of a fan, but whatever I can do. Well, let's talk. Let's move away from Star Wars and talk about something that we talk about in this podcast quite a bit, and that's Destiny Two. I like Destiny. De- I like it's Destiny. Destiny. Yeah, it's sort of. Yeah, sort of. There's some Star Wars esque. Yeah. Definitely bikes and stuff. The speeder bikes and the and the. The sub, the new subclass you got in the Taken King for the Warlock shoots out electricity out of its hands like the Emperor. So mm, there's that. Opposite. There and are I, 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 there and are flaming swords. There are flaming swords. But and every time I uh, I do the 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 special with the lightning, I go ultimate power. I'm so glad we we're together. <laughs> we will some point. <laughs> you can't use a mic in Destiny. You're at home. That was always your excuse in the beginning. I can't play because I can't. I can't talk late at uh, yeah, night. Yeah, I can usually talk late at night. But if we do a scheduled stream of it, then I will. I'm busy. <laughs> I will talk on a mic. So they uh, they uh, did a <clears throat> gameplay unveil uh, unveil reveal for uh, <laughs> for Destiny Two, um, and they gave us some details. Uh, still, some details not there, but they showed us what the interface looks like. They talked about story. They sh- they talked about. The, the content of the game as far as like what the side quests are going to be, strikes, blah, blah, all that kind of stuff, uh, and some quality of life stuff. Uh, what were you struck most by, Justin, in, in the reveal? Sure looks like Destiny. Does look a lot like Destiny. Uh, that was the main thing I took away, is that... It's not surprising. No. Yeah. The good parts of Destiny are awfully good, so why yeah, change it? Exactly. Uh, there's uh, a ton of people right now just using the, this isn't Destiny 2, it's Destiny 1.5. It's more Destiny. Yeah. So who cares? <laughs> Certainly not me. I mean, it's an all new story. It's got all. Yeah. It's got new modes. It's got all. It's got it's, new content. It's like it's Destiny Two. It's, it's Destiny just, Two. It's you know, it's four different look, four new locations to go to. Right. Which and we don't know. That's one of the things we don't know how big those locations are yet. If bigger. They're, they're they're definitely gonna be bigger than the ones that were in the main game, the original game. But how big each of those are is yet to be seen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they talk about using uh, like finding quests out in the open world yes. and finding. Um, NPCs out there that you could talk to that will give you quests. This um, felt a little bit like a Nintendo press conference because they were like touting features of a game that you would have touted seven or eight years ago. Yo, you want to hmm. travel from planet to planet? We can do that now. We can do that now. It's not even the plan. To, so if people did not play Destiny. One of the things you had to do when you wanted to, if you, you did a mission, if you wanted to leave that mission and go do anything else, even if it was on the same planet, you had to go up to orbit, which was a loading out to orbit, pick your next mission, and go back down into orbit, and go back down in, onto the planet. Now you can pull up a map and travel anywhere on any of the planets from the map. You don't have to go into orbit. This is such a big deal. Which is a huge deal. It's like the most exciting thing in the world to me about this game. Um, and I'm most excited because if I'm doing multiple missions on the same planet, it's really good that I don't have to load out of the planet and load back into it again. Yeah, that that, was that's the biggest the worst. thing for me. Like going to a different planet, like yeah, it's great that we can skip to other planets and, and that's awesome and it's gonna be good quality of life. But just the fact that now we can go on the same planet and not have to go back to a load is awesome. 
Uh, the things that stood out to me is Destiny is really good at a couple of different things. One is shooting. Shooting just feels great yes, in those so games. Shooting is like maybe the best console shooting. Uh, they have the best sky boxes in yes. games. Bungie. It, uh, as Bungie always. does. Uh, and it looks like it continues in this game. Mm-hmm. The I mean, the concept art that they showed shows some really wild looking things. Um, I've been trying to stay away from videos of it. I just decided I didn't want to see anything. Once I saw the new Titan Captain America shield <laughs> bash thing, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, that's all I need to see. Yeah. Um, but I ended up watching Giant Bomb play through the strike today, mm. and it was just a really good-looking strike. Like yeah. the weapons seem. The, the weapon's name was um. God, why can't I remember the name of it? I can. I'll find it in a second. <laughs> but it, just like cool-looking weapons, newer-looking weapons. There was an SMG class now. They've changed PvP to instead of six on six, it's now four on four. It's all four which on four. I'm not positive. I like that change very much at all because i usually have a large group playing destiny yeah and i I hope that that one day they just like at at the next e3 or whatever they're like ah new six on six modes (laughs) awesome the gun's name was uh sweet business okay it's an amazing they're so good they're good at the names for they're really good at naming guns names for guns for sure just so you know this gun if you hold down it's a chain gun okay if you hold down the trigger uh, it boosts the the, uh, the weapon's range and rate of fire and automatically loads ammo pickups into the magazine that's cool so that's pretty neat. Yes. Yeah. So they they changed the weapon classes. Yeah. So uh, kinetic power, heavy. It's not heavy because that's not the, heavy. They're all different names now. It's kinetic and power yeah. are two. And uh, I have I have a thing up here. Good. I, I can look for it. But kinetic and power. So they've gotten rid of like the light heavy, um, like the sidearm, uh, normal heavy, your whatever. Primary, it was. secondary, and heavy. Heavy. That's what it was. They've gotten rid of those distinctions, and now you can apparently move guns in between the different things. So you well. could have a auto rifle in your first two slots and then a sniper rifle, a shotgun, a grenade launcher, like a heavier weapon in your like third slot, which is weird because you usually would have your shotgun or sniper rifle in your second slot. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's going to be balancing weapons the way that you want to balance them now. Like oh, power is, power. The, is the third one. It, so yeah. essentially the heavy weapon, but... Um, anything they had said, like anything that could do a one-shot kill, they're putting down there. So shotguns, sniper rifles, grenade launcher, mm-hmm. rocket launcher, they're all going down there. That's now. interesting. Uh, and the other thing too is now there are special abilities other than like your ultimate ability yeah. for for each class, and and they showed off a couple of them. Um, I'm assuming there's going to be because they're introducing a new subclass for each of the main classes. I think I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I'm 99 is like. They're replacing some of the subclasses. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not I, sh- I, I, I thought I, that was all the subclasses are back, and then they're adding stuff on. I had thought that I had read that the... Because if you think about it, why would they have a secondary class for, let's say, Ark for the Titan? Although they, they do, unless it's Void. So, because I know in the Warlock, their Sunslinger class was Solar. Mm-hmm, but yes. their new Dawnbringer class is also Solar. So why have two of one? I don't know. And I have yet to see a Titan bubble. <laughs> so I've, I've seen the arc thing where he runs around bashing people with the shield. Yeah. And I've seen the striker one, but I haven't seen Void. I've heard that there is a a bubble. On the Waypoint show. Oh, so there's a bubble? All right. So yeah. then, I don't know. I could, be, I could be totally wrong on this, but I feel like I haven't seen all the supers in the gameplay that I've seen. So I'm wondering if they've replaced them. Right. Uh, but I could be totally wrong. But, there, but so now an addition – if you played Destiny before – 
Um, you have your ultimate ability you got, your super ability you got, like when when your thing with Mirda was full, but you also had um, you know, a grenade and a melee that were on cooldowns, and now there's a third cooldown, which is gonna be the special ability. Um, and it's gonna be one for each class, it's gonna be different. Um so they showed off a couple of them. They showed one of the warlock like basically jumping in the air and raining down all these like fiery projectiles on everybody. There's also apparently one that you can like uh pop up like a healing like almost like a, Luc- a Lucio like healing bubble that if you 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 can run around and like heal people around you with this with this uh they did. this thing the um they replaced subclasses oh they did okay. yeah so the new subclass replaces whatever whatever it is your whatever element you were using it replaces a previous oh, one oh okay gotcha so destiny's titan's defender um the blade dancer and the warlock sunsinger or they were out of the game. Okay. And these new ones are slotting in there. All right. I'm okay with that because the Sunslinger was my least favorite. Sunslinger is Laz's favorite, so he'll be very upset. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him. Um, yeah. So they, they showed this up. They actually showed the, and they showed the, the interface and like the class interface is much more streamlined. Streamlined. And like my, the, the, my biggest problem with the Destiny subclass menus before was like you look at them and it's like kind of like when you see like a big wall of text on a comic book page. Like my eyes just like glazed over. I was like, I do not want to read all of what these things are. And this is a much more like, here are your grenades. Like here are like the couple of things. Yeah. Here are the thing. Here are the things. Here's the jump. It just is a be- much better designed interface. Um, they talked more about, like you said, about story stuff and about how there's going to be, they're like, there are characters to talk to was a big, <laughs> was a big part of it, uh, which is a funny thing to promote, but is awesome. Uh, it seems like there's going to be more repeatable tasks going on in the game. There's going to be secret areas that unlock at certain times, uh, kind of like dungeon areas that are going to have like their own bosses and stuff like that in them. Um, they're going to publicize right in the game when events are going to happen, uh, when public events are going to happen. So you don't have to like go to an app to, to figure that out. Yeah. Um, no more having to go to LFG. No, no, um, no, no. Yeah. No more looking for group there. doing this thing called guided games now, which is basically a way for people who don't have big groups to see all of the content in, in the game. How it works out with actual human beings interacting with each other, we'll have to see. You know, I can only speak from experience, but my group has used LFG a ton of times mm. and doesn't always work out, mm-hmm. but for the most part it does. Yeah. It's not like they're getting people being assholes coming in there. Right. They're like they're looking to do a raid. Yeah. So as long as you're okay and able to communicate, I, I think it's a great idea. Oh, it's an awesome idea. And I think, it, again, fixes one of the biggest issues with, the, with Destiny 1, which is that there's all this content that it, you're kind of locked out of if you don't have a group of people to play it with. Yeah. Because there was never any matchmaking for the raids. So this makes a way that you can get somebody else in. And it could be raids. It could be higher level just strikes, strikes or, or even story content or whatever. Stuff. You know the obviously the night uh, the nightfall stuff or and stuff like that. So it's very cool they're doing that stuff, and I think there's a lot of quality of life improvements here. Um, we talked about it last week that there was a rumor that it was going to be on both console and PC and be like cross save. That's not true. Not true. Um, it was going to be 60 frames a second on both. That's not true. It's going to be 30 on console and unlocked on PC. So you could have up to like. 144 frames per second, I think, was what they said um, to, to play that game. If your rate can handle it, it can play in 4K. It, apparently, PC version was very good. That's what that's what I heard. Yes. Um, it's tough because, like we talked about last week, everybody I know who plays the game plays on PS4. So it's, and it's launching first on PS4. It is. They're doing like that old like it's coming on PC a little bit later. They haven't they haven't released a date for it. Yet. It could be a week later. It could be two weeks later. It could be a month later. We don't know. Um, 
It's September 8th for, 8th. The, for the, the console yeah. editions of the game. Um, they didn't really talk about the PC, PS4 exclusive content or anything yet. No. They, uh, and I, I think they have tons of time to still do all that. Like They're going to have a big E3. Oh, yeah. They're going to be on that Sony stage for sure. On Sony stage for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I expect to get a lot more there. I yeah. mean, for me, the, the big takeaway was like, they made more Destiny. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not any ground-sweeping changes. If you played the first Destiny and you didn't like it, I don't know if this will sell you on it. They've made tons of, of improvements since then, and this in- improves those improvements even more. But it is still, as far as we've seen so far, it's just more Destiny. I think it depends on what you didn't like about the first Destiny. You know what I mean? Um, because I think that if it was a lot of those quality of life things, I think those are going to be eased out and taken away. And I think that, like you said, taking King on, they got a lot better about stories and missions and stuff like that being more dynamic and and having characters that actually matter and a story that you could at least sort of understand. Um, Destiny has a story? Yeah, apparently. Weird. Uh, No more more Grimoire cards. They're going to be in the game. They're going to be in the actual game. And if people don't know, Grimoire cards were lore for Destiny 1 that you would get when you do missions and, and get weapons and all this kind of stuff that you could not read in the game. You had to go to like the Destiny app to read them, which is a nuts decision um, to not at least have like, a, I don't know why they didn't have an option in the game to read them, but they didn't. So um, they're gonna, that lore is going to be in the game, uh, which is good because I think that was a lot of what my biggest complaints with destiny as a video game outside of a social experience, because I think as a social experience, it's wonderful. Um, I think as a game, as far as like traditional narrative and, and, and looking at it in the sort of milieu of Bungie's other stuff, was that it was missing that lore and that and and that cohesiveness of narrative and character that those Halo games had. Yeah, I mean, if you were to actually go take time and read the Grimoire cards, mm-hmm. um, especially, like, I think the stranger <clears throat> at the end of the base game gives you a gun, and there was a card for that. And if you were to read that, you were like, oh, wow, they're talking about stuff being displaced out of time. Like, the, these weapon parts haven't been invented yet. So, like, where did they come from? Yeah. And then there's there's talk of like cycles starting over again. So like all that stuff was super interesting. Yeah. And none of it made it into the game. Like we don't know like I, I remember at the time Kotaku when Destiny was first coming out was like running all sorts of stories about what what those cards meant and what they thought that they meant and what the actual story of Destiny was. Some of it was like kind of Mass Effect-ish. The universe the universe has been erased multiple times and somebody has survived all of that and has come back to hand you this gun. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Um, and it's like, I want all of that awesomeness in the game. Right. And I think also communicating its systems better in the game, I hope they do that as well because the stuff with like the different damage types and what they mean and how, how it affects you and how it affects the people you're facing, they do not do a good job of communicating you in the game. Well, there's even more of that now because like weapon and armor parts will affect different things about you, mm-hmm. not just like how your intellect or your grenades or how fast your supercharge is. There's like agility bonuses and like you move faster and faster and faster and they started teasing that stuff in the last raid, mm-hmm. like some armor you would pick up would make you just go fast. Right. But now they're like, it's fully blown out. Yeah. And in, in the new game you're talking about. And, yeah. In the new game, in the it's, new it's game, fully yeah. blown out. And so. I hope they're better at communicating that stuff. Cause even for me, like, like I had to ask people like, what does the different damage things mean? You know? Uh, uh, so I hope that they do better with that in, in this I'm game sure as well. Yeah. I think so too. I think they're definitely, they've really taken into account the stuff that people were, um, 
not liking about the first game and, and definitely did some stuff to it. Um, we got a couple of listener questions on Twitter about Destiny 2. Uh, uh, Cody Tietrick asked if we're gonna what class we're going to go with. He said he's sticking with Titan. Um, I know that, let's say your prime, your first character, because I know you'll end up playing it every each time through with each. I'm always like Titan to start. Mm-hmm. So that'll be mine. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to stick with Warlock. Hopefully the jump is better. It is. Yeah. It is better. Yeah. I mean, the jump, by the time we got through Taken King and, and Rise of Iron, there was a jump that was better for the for the Warlock. That was one of the reports there was like, hey, it's not so floaty. That's, that's good. That's really good. Because there were times, look, I, I'm not the, the best at the jumping in that game regardless, but there were times where I was like, I don't even understand how you're getting to where you're getting to right now because the Warlock jump was just so shitty for a while. Um it took me a real long time to realize you could change what your jump was. You have no excuse for that. Uh, you know, no excuse for that, Bobby. <laughs> Come on. Um. So so just because I didn't, I I did not when the, like the subclass menu. I did not really dig down to what each of those little bubbles meant. You know, it was like, I because at first when I was playing, I thought, oh, okay, it's just gonna be the fourth one that's the best one. But that's true for some of them, but not true for all of them. That was like six months into it that I figured that out. But fantastic. <laughs> I was doing something, and I was like, I don't really understand why this jump is so shitty. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, I, oh, oh, and this is uh, Badney Groon asked, do you think it will be user-friendly for those who, who don't play the raid like myself? Um, play the raid. Well, maybe it doesn't have a group. Now it doesn't have to. Exactly. <laughs> no, now, oh, my mic almost fell off the table. Now you, have, you don't have to have a group. Um, but if you're playing on PS4, uh, uh, you should know that you have a group waiting for you to, to play with you. Bobby will teach you all about the jumps. I will. I, I'm gr- I know all about the jumps and the best way they work. Um, so I will definitely teach you how to jump the best in Destiny. <laughs> I'm glad you crack yourself up. I do. I do. Because it's funny to me sometimes. Uh, because It's funny to me because with like 95% of things, I am like a super detail-oriented, like, over-analytic about everything. And with that, I just, it just completely passed me by. Fantastic. Completely passed me by. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> Matt, are, are, are any interest in playing Destiny 2? I mean, I mean I, after E3, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much interested in everything that comes out, and then I have to let time kind of, <laughs> you know dull that uh i have to see some more of it i haven't seen too much of it yet um but uh i'm definitely not opposed uh i i I never played the first one though um that's okay but i i heard i heard i heard it had a rocky start it did uh and then they got rid of peter dinklage and everything got better those two things did coincide with each other That, that was when the turn happened. Uh, but. Though it had little to do with really getting rid of Peter Dinklage. I, I, I know, I know, I know. I just couldn't resist that. Um, Peter Dinklage was like the, no, I, was like the touchstone heard... thing for people. It was like the easy thing for people to like make fun of with the game. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Matt, go ahead. Well, I, I, I definitely heard that, that you know, they did a good job at finding out what works and giving people what they wanted. And uh, that sounds awesome. But uh, yeah, I have to see some more of it. Uh, before I can say, oh yeah, I'm I'm gung ho. Yeah, cool. Uh, when is uh, E3? It's like a couple of weeks, right? Soon, uh, June beginning tenth, eleventh, twelfth, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, three weeks yeah. away, something like that. Yeah, uh, not tenth, eleventh, twelfth, because that's the weekend, I think. 
I will look at the calendar and let you know. It might start on the thir- 12th or 13th or something. It's in that time It starts frame. on that Sunday, yes. whatever mm-hmm. that is. Um, uh, Michael Zadro on Twitter said, not a question, but a statement. After a thousand plus hours on the Xbox One of Destiny, I'll be bringing my talents to PS4. So, Michael, you should <laughs> definitely play with us because you've played over a thousand hours, so... I have not played that many. We could hours. use those skills for and sure. That, that is that is a lot. A, that is a lot of destiny. That is. A I lot. have friends who have played. It is Tuesday, June thirteenth. Oh wow! So that's when the actual show floor starts. Oh, okay. So it's actually the eleventh. The eleventh is that. The eleventh is when the conferences start. Yeah, like the uh, Bethesda EA. Isn't somebody going on Saturday this year? Mm, maybe I EA. I swear somebody was going on Saturday. Maybe I think EA. EA is going Saturday. Yeah, okay. And then Xbox. Xbox and Bethesda, Bethesda are on, are on Sunday. Sunday yeah. Monday's PlayStation, PlayStation and, and Ubi. Ubi, and then Nintendo, Nintendo doing its thing on Tuesday. Tuesday morning, and then Square. I don't, I don't know if Square's doing one this year. Well, they shouldn't, assholes. I don't know what games they have to talk yeah. about. We canceled all our games. <laughs> we got rid of all our studios. Nintendo's game of the not. year failure. Yeah, they're not. Sorry, Matt. They're what? not doing a press conference, are they? I don't Nintendo. think so. They did one last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just Zelda focused, though, right? Oh, Nintendo, you're talking so about. For a little oh, bit we, of Pokemon? We, were talk- we were talking about Square. Um, Nintendo. We'll oh no, no, no. Oh yeah, they have like their like. Um, they have like uh, the Treehouse streams, but they also do like a Nintendo Direct, yeah. Uh, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They don't. They haven't done a traditional press conference in like four or five years or something like that now. Uh, Try for the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. it's good for them. There's really no reason yeah. for them to do it. You know, they all get streamed anyway, so yeah, um, they can control it a little bit better. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, they did the square one last year. That's when we got like the like the awesome uh, Yokotaro out on stage wearing the the he- the head. That was last year. No, it couldn't so. have been last year. It was the year before that. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay. Square might have had one last year, but yeah. it wasn't Yokotaro. Because okay. I remember that, and Nier only came out now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think it was last year. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. But that was. <laughs> I was like, who is this? Yes. <laughs> um. So. I want to talk quickly about Injustice uh, 2. Um, I beat it, the single-player mode, the other day. Uh, got this weekend. It's a follow-up to Injustice, a DC Universe fighting game from NetherRealm, the people who make Mortal Kombat. And I really liked it a lot. You know, it, it if you played the first game, uh, it, it's right in that same zone, I think, quality-wise. The story, is, the story, I think, is probably just as good. There's some aspects of it it's too in the weeds and too spoilery to talk about that I feel like are a little bit too there's some like there's some conveniences in the story to create interesting fighting matchups that don't feel really they really serve the story um okay like sometimes you're like these two characters are fighting it's every one of those games you know uh or like why are these two characters together you know and 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 there's a lot of like times where you have two characters going on missions together and you know, everything happens. The, cut, the, the really nice, beautiful cutscenes happen because they're awesome and look amazing. And then it's like, okay, Gorilla Grodd, and it's like, it, it wants to fight, and it's like Black Canary and Green Arrow, and you have to pick either Black Canary or Green Arrow to fight with, and they're one like just runs off to go do something else. I'm like, see ya. I'm like, why wouldn't you just stay and both fight them? <laughs> because it's a fighting game where it's one on one. But I'm, those kind of things happen yeah. throughout it. Um, but I like where the story goes. Brainiac is the villain in this one. It's pretty cool. Um, I liked it a lot. Hmm. Uh, I. I I could be wrong. I feel like I feel like with Injustice One, the sort of you lose two times and the third time is a cakewalk kind of thing was a little bit different in this one. Like it didn't it didn't feel as easy to me as as it went along. So either I'm getting worse at the game or they changed the the kind of skill moving the the skill adaptation in the game. Um, it, it like I said, it looks great. It runs solid sixty constantly. Um, 
the the new characters. What I like about the game is that as a fan of the DC universe, there's some weird ass characters in the game that I never thought I like I see in a game. Uh, I was gonna ask who's the who's the most surprising character on the roster. I'd say Atrocitus is probably the most surprising character to be included. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. but Doctor Fate is in it as well, which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. That's what he's and he's a really fun character to play as too. Um, Supergirl is in this game. She wasn't in the first game, right? No. Uh, yeah. So no. she's in the second game, um, and she plays differently as Superman, which is cool. Uh, I really liked her. You can play. Could you play as Nightwing in the first game? I don't think so, right? He was in uh, the game. He was already. He was already. Spoilers. He was already. <laughs> no, dead. no, 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 no. The Damian Wayne. Oh, Damian. Yes, you played as Damian. Oh, you did. Okay. I, I couldn't remember if you played as him or not in the game. Um, but he's a good character to play as. Uh, Gorilla Grodd is, is interesting and pretty cool. Brainiac, when you fight him, he's the last boss of the game, basically. It's one of those times where you're just like, he has a move that basically takes away half your health bar in, in, one, in one hit. Um, I'm not sure how the, well, much of that works when you're actually playing you know, against somebody in, in, actual, in the actual game, but he seems pretty overpowered, but who knows how that works out when you actually two people know what they're doing. Uh, I really liked playing as, I like playing as kind of the quicker characters because I'm not good with the big, powerful, kind of lumbering characters. Um, I really like playing as Harley Quinn. She's one of my favorite characters to, to play as. Um, I really like playing as Green Arrow. I like playing him as in the first game too. Uh, the Flash, I really like playing as as, as well. Um, and the story, my problem, only problem with the story mode, and, and it's just the way that all these games are, and it's the, it's the strength and the weakness I think of them. There are times where you you have to play as certain characters, and sometimes they're just, they're just characters I was not good at playing as. So it was just sort of a chore to get through those fights uh, to to go through the, to get to the story stuff I wanted to see. Um, oh, Blue Beetle's in it. I don't think he was in the first game. No. Fire, Firestorm's in it, uh, which is pretty cool as Swamp well. Thing. Swamp ha. Thing is in it, which is that's awesome. Uh, Poison Ivy is in uh, it. As a sorry, as a Blue Beetle guy. Did is I like a lot of the designs for the costumes in Injustice, but I like Blue Beetle's regular costume. How is it? Is it uh, this new is like the, is it Ted or is it Jamie? This is the this is Jaime. Jaime. Yeah, it's Jaime. Oh, um, uh, okay. No, it's, not Ted Cord. Not Ted Cord. So, but it looks just. Oh. Later. <laughs> Injustice does this. I hate. I hate all of their oh, like. Ted, Ted Cord's dead. In the comics. Oh, yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, he's... Uh, in, Justice, okay. in, in, in the Injustice comics. comics. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. In the Justice comics. Okay, yeah, okay. not in, Justice, in the regular In the Injustice comics, they all die. Yeah. So... Okay, yeah. Um, uh, that's one of the things. The, like, Injustice... Whenever they do, like, their Injustice character designs, I, I hate them. I can't... Superman has this... And I think he had it for a little bit in the new 52 he has this stupid ass like head gear thing it's got, like a chin yeah. strap on it and like the like it goes up to his head and it's almost like a half headband yeah i've seen the designs uh, for that but yeah. i don't think that was ever in the new 52. Yeah, i think it was in like the scott really? lubdell scott lubdell time yeah the, the high collar yeah i'm pretty sure he had the heads uh, whatever it's it's like a kryptonian like head thing or whatever okay. it looks so dumb it's so yeah. stupid um like those things were like uh, introduced with the burn stuff uh yeah yeah i just, I just don't yeah. like that stuff um they're, they're, and, and there's just stuff like uh, throughout the whole like design like the flash has some stuff that's uh, it's kind of like that stupid just like everything looks like it's made of like a hundred yeah. little pieces of material and, and like i get it for some of the characters i get it but like for some of the characters i just don't yeah. like them as, as designs um they do uh 
they do a good job. Like the Jaime Blue Beetle costume is pretty much exactly how it is in the comics. The Firestorm yeah. costume is pretty much spot on. Um, Black Canary is spot on. Green Arrow is pretty much spot on, but he has a couple of like, why do you have an extra chest piece here? And like, like just weird stuff. Because <laughs> he's not actually from that universe. It's true. He's not from that universe. But it looks like he's from yeah. that universe. Um, and that, I, I, I'll tell you this too. I had totally forgotten like every story beat from Injustice 1. Uh, and they were talking about things that happened. I was like, I don't really remember any of that stuff. <laughs> the thing is, I played that game com- to completion, yeah. and then went back and read the prequel comic to it yeah. for three something years. That's true. Yes. And so, like, I barely remember anything that happened in the game. I do remember Superman killing Captain Marvel at some point. Yes. Yes. That I don't remember why. Yeah. And I don't remember if it made Green Lantern and Flash come back to the right side. Yeah, I don't remember either. I, I legitimately thought about going back and playing Injustice 1. Because I, I own it because it was free on Plus for yeah, a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't remember. Like, they were making references to stuff in the, in the game. Uh, um, but there's also reference to that uh, death of Captain Marvel thing. Okay. Because Black Adam in one of his, like, before match lines to Jaime says, like, you are a little boy with too much power, much like the deceased Billy Batson. <sighs> That's my Black Adam voice. Fantastic. Um, was yeah, he in the first that game? Was, that was Black fine. Adam was not? No. I think he was. Was Black uh, was Adam in the first game? I don't remember. I remember Superman kicks his ass in the comic. But that was good. Um, he's a good character mm. to play as. Uh, Injustice is Black Adam. Good. Like, the whole thing that they yeah. did with Injustice is wild. Like, yeah. Video game where Superman's the bad guy, fine. Like, yeah. People love writing about and doing about that, mm-hmm. doing that story. But like the prequel comic that came before, and even the comic that's running that bridges the, the gap between Injustice and Injustice Two, they're all good. Yeah. They're like way better than they have yeah. any right to be. Like yeah. I actually started rereading the original Injustice comic, like mm-hmm. the first eight issues last night, because I was like, I want to get back to the very beginning and see what it mm-hmm. was like. And yeah, it's that's it's cool. good stuff. That, that Tom like and Tom Taylor wrote. The game, yeah, yes, which is great because he wrote the best oh, runs cool. of that comic. Yeah, um, so you yeah. gave it to me. It's sitting there. I'm looking at it, and I'm very excited to play it. And, and I will say, is the cool. the dialogue and stuff. It it feels very much like you're seeing a comic book brought to life. Like the the, the conversations and the way they go about themselves are very very good. I think the the the, the cinematics are awesome. Like cool. You you put those cinematics together into like into a movie, a pretty good movie. Nice. You know, with like maybe a, a little. Little, some little fighting here and there, so you know to take place another thing, but really good, and I and I enjoy, it. and I like all the weird characters. I like there's a lot of um, Captain Cold is a pretty big character in it, which I always enjoy. Um, th- th- there is some, there's a lot of characters in it, obviously, and so sometimes like characters kind of go in and out of the story, and I-, I felt like a little, and again I might be just be misremembering this. I felt like there was a little bit more of a thread with the first game, even though you bounced around. I felt like it was like a Batman story in, in, in a lot of ways. And in this, it doesn't feel quite as like, um, well, the weird thing is about the first game was like, you would have Batman fight Batman. Right. Cause it was cause like, cause there was different universe Batman. Yes. And that's pretty much all gone here. And I'm kind of glad for that. Yeah. Except for green arrow, I guess is the green yeah. arrow from our, from the regular DC continuity, right? No, the green. <laughs> all right. So quick, quick little aside. So the reason Dr. Fate is in this game is, um, Superman in the original injustice comic, starts losing control and they make these pills to make it so everyone could fight like Superman. Yes, that right? I know because that's in the first game. Ollie helps him helps get the pill out for mass production or something like that and Superman beats him to death. Ah, uh, okay. Later, Diana, I think it was in season two of the comic, 
uh, confronts Superman at a funeral. I'm pretty sure it's it's his. It's um Ollie's. Okay. And then has a kryptonite bullet, and that she goes to shoot him with, mm. and does, and it, it, but it doesn't finish him off. It doesn't do the job, and he kills Diana. Okay. Doctor Fate, seeing this, says like, "I just can't let this." Like, mm. he actually intervenes, so he brings Diana back to life and takes him to an Earth, takes her to an Earth where um, Diana died. I mean, and Dolly, uh, whatever. Yeah, okay. sorry. <laughs> um, where, you're not talking about Wonder Woman. You're yeah, talking about Black Canary. I'm talking about Black uh, Canary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, where she died and he didn't. Mm-hmm. And so he's from a completely just different universe where Black Canary is dead. And the two of them get together and that's like a really sweet moment. Oh, okay. And then in the comic that just started back up, um, he shows up and he's like, I got to bring you back okay. to the Earth. And so they bring Ollie back and he's like all confused because like there was like, like a – cute uh, moments between Harley Quinn and him. And so Harley sees him and she's like, you're dead. And then she like puts a move on him and mm. she's like, in this universe, we're together. <laughs> and he's like, what, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like he's not from the main DC universe. Okay. He's just from some other Elseworlds earth. Oh, uh, okay. Which is like just a super neat thing that they did. So he's voiced by Alan Tudyk in this, in this game, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Cause I think mm. whoever the green arrow was in the first game was voiced by Stephen Amell. From the actual Arrow series, oh, wow. I didn't know yeah, that. I think so. I didn't remember that. Uh, most, oh, but the rest of the voice cast returns. Kevin Conroy is Batman again, which is awesome, as he always should be. Um, yes, <laughs> they, they they definitely shoehorn the Joker in because you you have to in a in a in a DC game. Uh, he's like a weird mix between Jared Leto, Jared Leto, Heath Ledger, and Mark Hamill. It's like some weird like mm. marriage of the three. Um, but yeah, uh, it's not Hamill voicing him, is it? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it's Hamill. Mm. It, it's it's only someone trying to sound like Mark Hamill. I don't think it is Mark Hamill, though. Okay. Uh, yeah. I could be wrong, though. I could be totally and totally wrong about that. I didn't check the voice cast for the most part. Uh, but, like, um, Phil Lamar is back as Aquaman, which is, which is cool. Um, I enjoyed the Green Lantern story was pretty good in it. Like, and again, but I, I do feel like there's a lot of, like, references and, like, if I had read all of the comic stuff, I probably would have appreciated some of the stuff more. Because there's a Doctor Fate stuff. They talk about that in in. They do. They talk about like because he he's trying mm. to help, and they're like, and the mask is like, you cannot intervene anymore. You've intervened too many times. Yeah. All right, cool. Like I, all that kind of they, stuff. I, I like that they reference that stuff. Yeah, it's cool. As, as somebody who spent the last yes four, three or four years yeah. investing in that universe, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's a good reward for that. Absolutely, yeah. I totally agree with you. And it doesn't make. Everything is understandable if you haven't read the comics, but I, I, I always felt like, well, is there something else I should know from, from this? Because I feel like I would understand more what's going on here. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really good fighting game. There's a, there's a whole loot system. There's loot boxes and like loot you can equip to make your characters better. There's moves you can unlock as you get more. Um, awesome. You go, as you go along, uh, it, it's a pretty deep and, and full package. Uh, I, I definitely think it's a worthwhile game, and if you like that style of game, if you've liked Injustice 1, if you liked Mortal Kombat X, if you liked the Mortal Kombat 9, then it's the same type of game. Very cool. Yeah. Um, how much more time are you put into Prey, Justin? I know you mentioned it way back at the um, beginning of the show. I'm about 10 hours into the game now. Um, that game continues to be excellent in just every single way that I can think to describe it in. 
It's, You're moving faster, right? You're like burning I through the content. I am burning through it at the pace of the slowest fire on earth. <laughs> like my slow burning rage for you. Mm-hmm. It is just slow moving and gets brighter every moment. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to take me like 40 something hours to right. finish this 20 hour game. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is they made such an interesting world that I am exploring every nook and cranny that I can. Hacking every terminal, looking at reading all the emails. Reading, I'm reading all the emails, and the emails are like all super interesting. Mm-hmm. That's how you come across different side quests. Mm-hmm. Like So far, I've not run into... I'm 10 hours in the game. I have not run into a person that's given me a side quest. It is like you read an email, and it was like, go do this thing. And right. so there was this person on the ship that like stole a bunch of stuff. Like I've just found this side quest, and it's like, well, where did this person go? They just like vanished. Why? Um, the levels are all like interconnected but in the hubs so you're transferring from like you'll be in like this one like lobby area and it's like oh, i want to move to another part of the area uh, to another part of the ship and so you'll have to literally enter their load times are ridiculously yeah. bad we're doing are, like, justin and i are doing like a game exchange program this yeah. year and that's only on it um for ps4 uh but if it wasn't the case i would have just bought it on pc because i heard the load times are like bad no, on the PC they're like oh no, I'm lightning. saying I'm saying on console. Yeah, on console. Bad. There are yeah. actually two different loading screens to like bring your game up and then to transfer between oh, boy. um like areas. Mm-hmm. When you die, it's not it's not that bad. You're right. back within like a c- couple of seconds, five, six, seven seconds, something like that. It's also, we're talking about loading times right now. The injustice loading times are amazingly fast. Love it. Amazingly fast. Except sometimes if you die in a fight, you have to rewatch like part of the cutscene that came before it. Not cool. That's not cool. But uh, anyway, go so. Ahead. Continuing on on Prey, I mean, last week I had said, hey, if you like Bioshock, it's a good one of those. And I still hold true to that. Mm. There are Bioshock elements yeah, all over this thing. If you also like Deus Ex, yeah. it's another one of those. Yeah, those games are all born from the same DNA. They just kind of went up to separate yeah. places. But yes, you're, immersive that, sim. You're going at like so many times I've come across like a locked door and it's like you need a key card to get mm-hmm. in here. Normal video games means the key card is in the room. Mm-hmm. It is in the immediate area. Prey is like, yo, the key card is on the other side of the station. <laughs> you will find it five hours from now. Right. And now you can come back. Mm-hmm. Or you could take uh, you could take a weapon and shoot it through an open window and bounce it off two walls to open the door. Mm-hmm. You can do that. You become you can mimic later in the game or where I'm at now, you can be like, there's a coffee cup inside there. I will also become a coffee cup and roll through the window. <laughs> the game lets you do these like it's one of those like hey play it however you want to, yeah. but this game actually feels like it's letting mm. me play how I want to because I suck at finding key. Like, yeah, I found a key card, but I don't remember where it goes. I don't remember this guy's name. He's somewhere somewhere in the ship. So like whenever I'm finding one of those windows now, it's like I'm going to find any way I can to get in here without having to worry about the key card mm. part. Um, there's this really amazing weapon called the glue gun, which lets you like bridge, make it like little bridges for you to get to places. Like it's, I've constantly forget this when I'm not playing the game for a while. If I take a break from it, but like you need to look up all the time because there will be spots above you that you can get to that almost always have cool stuff hidden in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's trophies for a trophy for beating the game without killing any humans, which I thought would be simple. But apparently, there are a bunch of humans that are being mind controlled. That I don't know it. If they get close to you, their head explodes. Oh, okay. So I've already killed a few people like that. Is that kind of as you killing them? I don't know. I just have to <laughs> wait and see. There's also like, without any type of spoilers, but you will come across decisions that you have to make involving other people. Um, and 
you know, there is a risk reward to uh, choosing different paths there. Um, the one person I have come across, uh, and I, I know there will be more, um, there was like a, an interesting play there where it was like, you could do this and you get this, or you could do this and you might get this. Mm. Uh, so I chose the one, but I have no idea what happens if you choose the other. That's cool. And then at any time, you could just go out into space mm-hmm. and float around in space for a while and find things. And it's – man, if you want to get me dizzy or turned around really quickly, give me zero G <laughs> and no and no like mm-hmm. automatic like center yourself. Because at one point, you have to go through this area of the ship called the guts, and the main elevator is broken. So you have to actually fly through this area that runs up and down the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just this big zero-gravity tunnel. And you just lose yourself in there so easily. Um, some websites, like Kotaku, are saying this game is better played by turning off all mission objectives. Like, well, it'll tell you, like, you're heading this way. Mm-hmm. Yo, don't do that. <laughs> Unless you want to spend 60 hours in the game. Don't play that shit in pro mode. Um, it, the thing is, like, I always keep those markers on. Like, hey, you want to go here. Yeah. Because that lets me know that's the place I'm going to last. In the area that I'm in right, right now. Right, no, I get it. I'm going to explore everything else before I go there because I don't want to go there and then accidentally trip something that locks off the part of the station mm-hmm. behind me. Right. Um, Does that happen? Not in not in this game, but okay. in so many other games, that's where I got this right, habit yeah, yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, I can totally understand. Whereas, like, oh, crap, I just tripped a cutscene yeah, and now yeah, I yeah. can't go back and explore this area. I get it. So that's the way I've always played these types of games. So I always keep it on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Prey is... Prey is continuing to be really strong right now. I, I don't know about the ending. People have very mixed opinions about the ending of that game. Some people love it. Some people don't like it at all. There are multiple endings. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of right now, 10 hours in, like Prey is a strong contender for me so far this year. Cool. Awesome. It has the best, the best, you picked up an, a cool new object or you picked up a side quest music in the history of video games. Okay, that's a little hyperbolic. I, it's not hyperbolic at all. <laughs> that's hyperbolic. It's the truth. Okay. Uh, you need to hear it. I will, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't hear it in the tutorial. I might have. It's Maybe it like didn't leave an impression little, on me because it's not that good. I will throw this table over right now, and we will go to war. It's like this cool little jingle that comes up that just fits in with the theme and, and the soundtrack of that world. That's cool. Yeah. I, I look forward uh, to, to playing it when, when, I, when, when we make the game exchange. Um, you have one of my other games right now. I do. I have Nier Automata. I haven't played a single-player game other than Justice in forever. That's it's coming up though. That's next on my on my docket is continuing to, the list. Continuing the list. Um, uh, I've been playing more battlegrounds. I've been watching more battlegrounds. Lots of battlegrounds in my life. Uh, One day I'll play that. It's game. a pretty awesome game. One day. It's a lot of fun. It's 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 like Hitman in a lot of ways, where it's as fun for me to watch as it is for me to play it. Um, so that's pretty cool. I don't know. I've been watching people play that game. I.e. Giant Bomb. Yeah, they're all so bad. They're very bad. They're so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, like today, I was watching and I was like. Shoot! <laughs> Shoot that person! Yeah, he is walking up to your window, peeking in the window, and you're yeah. like, "I'm just gonna watch you yeah, with yeah. my gun." But after that, they were like, "We're gonna get more aggressive." <laughs> yeah, and then they did worse. Well, because this is—it's like talking about somebody else's conduct. But the, did you get the part where Vinny killed two people on his team? Yes, <laughs> which was hilarious. I was like, "What are you doing? Why are you so bad at this?" Uh, but I don't watch watch them win. I watch this no. I, of course, I, I don't. Yeah. I'll never expect them to win. Yeah, but that was just. There are certain parts where even like when you're watching someone play, you're like, do this. Oh, yeah. Do this now. I get so stressed out when they don't look at the map for a long time. I get so stressed out. <laughs> I like, I'm like, just look at the map. You're so far away. You're so far away where you have to be. And then, then inevitably a minute later, oh, my God, we're so far away. <laughs> they have to go. Um, but I've been watching Giant Bomb play a bunch of it. I've been watching Polygon play it. And Waypoint. 
and Waypoint. I've been watching Waypoint like every day because Patrick uh, Klepek and Austin Walker are doing daily Battleground streams right now, and it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Austin's okay. He's okay at it for sure. Um, they're they're better. I think they're better together at actually playing the game than the Giant Bomb guys are. Giant Bomb guys are miserable. I feel like I feel like Jeff is always like the most like. Oh God, I wish I was playing alone. That's what I always, I always feel yeah. like with him. Um, but I've been playing it, watching it, having a great time doing both those things. I know there are a ton of people streaming it out there who are probably really good at it, but that's not why I want to I just want to watch the like hilarity that ensues when people fuck up really badly. That's kind of what I want to yeah. see. Same. I'm, I'm enjoying watching all the streams of it. Um, yeah. It is definitely one of those games that is really great to watch. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, I will one day get to play that you game. You will one day get to play one it. One day. One day it will happen. Um... When it is not popular anymore. <laughs> Hopefully when it comes to console. Hopefully. Yeah. I expect that in a month. I'm expecting an E3 announcement. We'll, get, we'll, get, we'll do a whole prediction show about E3. Um, My favorite show of the year. And the, the Overwatch anniversary event's going on right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. So lots of new skins, lots of new... I bought $20 worth of loot boxes last That'll night. That'll happen. Which is not the way you are supposed... Sam, remi- Sam reminded me that is not how you play Overwatch during events. <laughs> you wait until the end to buy the loot boxes. Mm-hmm. I had no currency... <laughs> at all because i had spent them all on the last event mm-hmm. and i saw that diva skin and was like i need that in my life right this moment yeah right this moment and so i was like whatever i, I barely buy loot boxes so i will go and i'll spend 20 dollars. i got three legendaries to drop two of which i already owns and the third was the genji skin which is dope genji skin is awesome it is amazing yeah I'm just not great with Genji. I wish I, could, I wish I could give it to a friend who was really good with Genji, so I could, I could see it in games running around yeah. rather than me put it on myself. But um, yeah, Diva Skin's awesome. New maps uh, for their three on three mode. Yeah, for like it's like this hero elimination thing, right? Is, yeah. is that a new mode? The three on three. It's three on three, but it's not like the old three on three where it's just like if you. It's the same idea that if your if your people die, you lose. But this one, if you if your team wins, it locks the heroes that. You played? You played as. Oh, smart. Because certain hero combinations were just running amok in there. Yeah. So I played once last night. I played that mode once. Um, and I, play, I was like, oh, I picked Soldier first. And I killed all three people on the other team. I was the only person on my team alive. And then the next three rounds, we just lost horribly. Because they still got mowed down really quickly. And I'm not as good with any other character as I am a Soldier. So I got mowed down as well. This is why we play other characters. Yeah. We talked no, about no, no. this. I can play other characters. We talked about this. I play other characters, but when but it's a different situation when you're playing three on three elimination Overwatch, and when you're playing like, you know, Total Mayhem, which I played last night for the first time. Oh, okay, that's just what is it, Total Mayhem? Um, it looks like there's a character limit, like okay. you have to, the, like the one character limit. Uh, but your abilities come back insanely fast. Oh, okay, so it's almost like that arcade super thing. Charges. Yeah, but yeah. it is. Faster? Originally, it is faster oh, than wow. that. That's cool. Um, basically, I was watching Winston just bounce thirty feet in the air, consist like <laughs> over like boing boing, yeah, like yeah. up and down like crazy. And I was like, "This is amazing!" Yeah. And so we played a couple of matches on King's Row, where I had like nine thousand healing for just transcendence and Zenyatta, mm. like fifteen, sixteen thousand healing, and we barely played half of the map, like the map. Yeah. Um, and then other modes where it was like, oh, wow, we just got do- completely demolished. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish they kept the PvE mode. I'm sure it's coming back. I, ju- I just wish it was a, a staple or something. You I'm, know? I'm, I am very positive they're working on some sort of staple of that. Yeah, because uh, that was a great mode. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I, 
like Uprising definitely had a lot had like that that mode in it, so it made it like stand out a little bit more. This is really cool because all of the cosmetics are awesome that that they have out. But as far as like, it, it, I don't think there's much to talk about because it's just like it's Overwatch. It's Overwatch, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but we've talked a lot about Overwatch over over, over the last couple of years, the last year, 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 whole year now. I know. We did a stream a year ago. I think probably today. Probably. Uh, where You're we, right, we did. Where we, where we streamed the game. Like the week it came out. Um, memories. Memories. Back when you hadn't played hundreds of hours of it. It's only 200. That's hundreds. Uh, Matt, let me get a judge's, a judge's ruling. Is 200 hundreds of hours? Ooh. Uh, I mean, technically, but just barely. Just barely. So I guess like three, I, you know, 300 would be I, more I'm hundreds of hours. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Three, that's, I would say 300. Yeah, once you've played 300 hours of something, you can call it hundreds of hours. Okay. I think that's reasonable. Okay, so 200 hours. I should just call it 200 hours. I think I might have like that's, almost that's, 200 <laughs> hours exactly. Like I'm okay. close to that. Mm. You talk to me in 100 more hours and I'll be on your side. Okay. We would say Jackie's played hundreds of hours of Skyrim. Yes. <laughs> Maybe a thousand hours by now. Oh, that's right. Because she replayed the PS4 version. PS4. <laughs> all right, people. If you haven't been following Jackie, yeah. Jackie just left the show to go play Skyrim. Yeah. Again. She plays Skyrim and Destiny. Those are the two Again. things she plays. Um, <sighs> she she turned off her like hidden online thing, like, and it was like Destiny in orbit for two days. Straight. And then I think she, she played. And then Hugh gave her shit for it, and she turned it off again. Yeah. She played. Uh, I think she played Horizon and enjoyed she it. She did. She loved Horizon. Yeah. yeah, she loved Horizon. She, she played through Zelda, too. Oh, I have to talk to her. She got 100, 120 shrines. That sounds like my jacket. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, she wrung that game dry. She was like, I'm done. She's like, I have a couple side quests left to do, but I, I think I'm done. The completionist in me wants me to do them, but I'm not going to do them. I continue to play Zelda. I know. Sneaky. Sneaky Zelda player. Yeah. <laughs> it is a, I have thoughts about that game. Yeah. Well, when you've played... Have you, well, you, last time we checked in, it was like 20 hours? Yeah, I'm right. I'm still like right in that area. Okay, yeah, yeah. I found a, a labyrinth. Oh, yeah. Labyrinths are cool. I don't know what they're... I, oh, by the way, I can't find shrines at all. Do you have the thing that detects the shrines? Yeah. But, like, I walk and, like, I never find any shrines anywhere. Really? Yeah. Like, I right now have right five... Now- I have five hearts and nine... Um, what do they give you? What orbs. The, the stamina orbs? I have, like... Yeah, I have orbs I have to go turn in. Okay. But, like, I've been playing the game for 20 hours, and that's all I've come across. That seems wrong. I've and I, Cl- I have major parts. Of, I have like three. I, I've climbed four towers. Okay, and I probably visited less mm-hmm. than twenty shrines. Interesting. So get, I get don't on know top where of those the, towers and look around. Yeah, you got to no, do some I've scoping. climbed. I've mm. looked. I have the thing that beeps, and it's like, I know they're here. I found two that I couldn't do because they were hard. They were hard uh, oh, combat like, challenges. And I was like, I'm just not yeah. ready for this. I made my way to uh, Evans Hyde Islands. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> no, um, no, 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 no. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm running around with five hearts and like no stamina. That's crazy. Well, you I, need to go trade in the I orbs. have to go trade in the stuff. And I have like, I find Korak seeds like they're laying on the ground. <laughs> I have like 20 of those. Yeah. But I can't find shrines anywhere. That's crazy. I don't know. It's a weird game. Maybe it's time to go on a, no, a I, wiki and look at a map. No, I'm, I'm fine just walking in a direction until I start yeah, yeah, finding yeah. enemies that kill me and yeah. then saying, Screw you! I'm gonna get you, and then I stay in there for like ten minutes and try and figure out how to kill him. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, let's do one more listener question before we get ourselves sure. out of here. Uh, this is from William Jamie Poe, and they say, "What is your go-to game when you're feeling nostalgic?" Matt, I think this is right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> uh, my go-to is always Star Fox 64. I love that game okay. a whole bunch. So, my what game, do you do after the first 20 minutes? That's my favorite game of all time. 
What do you do for the first 20 minutes? Yeah, I know, exactly. That's, that's what I like about it, is that I can have that feeling of accomplishment uh, within like an hour, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's my favorite game. It's, it's hmm. I, I love everything about that game. Cool, that's a good answer. What about you, Justin? Um, yeah. I don't feel nostalgic. Yeah. Ever? Oh. No, like oh. when when I saw oh. this question, I, I really I thought about it, and it's like I don't think I've ever returned to a game out of nostalgia. Hmm. Interesting. Um, maybe Mass Effect. I played through the Mass Effect games twice, hmm. but it wasn't out of nostalgia. Like this is a, like this is a hard one for me. Like I don't think I I don't think I have that old game. Up, ah, take it back. Bubble bobble. Bubble bobble. There you go. There you go. When when uh, I feel like I need to play something, and now now that I can because it's on the console I own, mm-hmm. um, it's always like call up Johnny and be like, "We need to play one of two games." That's cool. And it's Bubble Bobble or Toe Jam and Earl. Nice. For me, it's um, part of my, like the Super Nintendo Triumvirate: it's Super Mario World, it's Super Metroid, or it's Link to the Past. Um, and generally, it's not a full playthrough. It's just like give me thirty minutes, forty five minutes, an hour with one of these games and let me just get back there and play it for a little bit. And then I'm okay. Um, but that kind of fulfills the nostalgia bump for me. I, I mean, there are newer versions of games that are, like the smash brothers games are definitely th- those games for me. I mean, I'll play this with the Wii U version. Obviously I'm not going to go back and play the N64 version or the, the, I don't have a GameCube to play the GameCube version on. Maybe soon though. Uh, maybe soon, but I smash brothers is that for me is, is definitely that game where it's like slipping into like a comfortable shoe. You know, it, it's just, uh, playing with the right people at the in, in the right situation, it's it, it just mm-hmm. that is very calming and peaceful to me. Uh, before I start screaming uh, about losing, about- for, for me, like the, that's why I said like I originally don't get nostalgic was because mm-hmm. it's not a game that I would go play by myself. Right. But when I like I will return to those two games mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, like every couple of years, whenever yeah. I can get my one buddy to come over because it's what we did as kids. Yeah. But as far as like playing something by myself, like it's. It doesn't really happen. Yeah, I'm not for me, not that much. Like it doesn't happen that much for me. It's more for me. Like I'll go back to games that are more recent that I just really loved. Uh, I'll play a little bit of. Like I'll like solve a couple puzzles in The Witness, or I'll play a mission in Metal Gear or something. You know, just like because I like the way those games feel and and stuff like that. But um, that's just more on like a on more of like I just want something that I know I like and I want to do it just for a couple minutes. You know, that's kind of what that that feeling is. But a multiplayer game took up a lot of that for me. I think it's that same sort of feeling to me where I want like just to do something that I know I'll like for a certain amount of time and move on. Um, but thank you for the questions. Thank you for people who wrote in about Destiny 2. We have a couple more questions we'll get to uh, next week, including one about which game do you curse the most at, which I think, Justin, hmm. uh, every game. <laughs> I'm sure I could find the one. Though. Yeah. Um, Speaking of nostalgia, yes. I have a little bit of breaking news. Okay. Um, this was just released while we were... Uh, recording. Uh, Netflix dropped the first trailer uh, for the Castlevania anime that's oh. coming out July 7th. Written by Warren Ellis. That's pretty crazy. So, so yeah, it's an adaptation of Drac- uh, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, written huh. by a really, really eccentric uh, comic book writer. <laughs> yes, so very I'm, eccentric. I'm in. Yeah, and it's an cool. anime, yeah, so cool. I, I think that you know, maybe I don't hate all anime. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Matt doesn't like anime. Yeah. We started this show like that. Yeah. He's going back on it. You can't trust anything Matt says. I know. I, I think if, I, I, you, Trevor Belmont's there, then I, I love that anime. Mm. Can't trust maybe. Matt on anything. Everyone agrees. I, you know, that's, 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 that's what I intend. Mm. 
Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. They announced a Witcher Netflix show that happened this week as well. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. pretty crazy. A little more video game inspired Netflix news there. And they let, let right. off a lot of people out of IO Interactive, which is a sad, sad piece of news. I think maybe uh, maybe that's the that's the thing we're looking for with uh, video game adaptations. Maybe movies is not really the uh, the thing that we should be aiming for. Even though they announced uh, that Spider Man's going to be Nathan Drake. Uh, that's true. Yeah, Tom yeah. Holland is going to play. Yeah, um, it's a prequel now. Prequel. Yeah, we'll see if we'll see but, if that uh, happens. They've been trying to make yeah, that movie I think for video so long. game TV. Yeah, I mean, I think that longer form. I think the same thing with comic books to me. It's like the longer form storytelling. Mm-hmm. I think always does better. With the TV stuff. Um, sure. But we'll see. And TV's so good right now. It's true. It is very good right now. Yeah. If you want to send in questions for us at Talking Underscore Games, what do you think of anime? What do you think of The Witcher television show? <laughs> what do you think about no. Matt being the least trustworthy person in America? Um, I'm going to get tweets about anime now, aren't I? Probably, yes. Please direct all anime tweets <laughs> directly at Johnny Matt Wood. Yeah, at Johnny Matt Wood on Twitter. I, um, I, I will answer every one of them. <laughs> Uh, e- email us games at talkingcomicbooks.com um, follow us on twitch twitch.tv slash talking games and subscribe to our youtube channel I wish I could give you an easy to follow link for that but until we hit 100 subscribers we can't get a custom youtube name so please subscribe yes, like comment you know the deal yes we're at like 65 so let's let's keep that number going up um, check out our, our videos Monster Closet Resident Evil but time on Friday the last part will be up um, and uh, you'll see us complete that and uh, until dawn we'll start going up soon and we got our other stuff that we're planning as well I'm going to try to do some streams every Thursday and Friday like short stuff um, some Battlegrounds I'm probably going to play that Dead Cells game a little bit so we'll see how that all goes um, you can follow me personally on Twitter I'm at Bobby Shortle Justin Jerok J-O-R-O-A-K Matt at Johnny Matt Wood um, yeah I think it's going to do it for Talking Games for this week Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Bobby. And thank you to all of you who are listening. Until next time, be good to one another.